This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Common Raider Zero One, Episode Twenty Nine. This is MJ Loves Toku Forty Seven. So, I have been sleeping on what a great character Isamu Fua is or has been all this time. Actually, I'm going to say that he has grown into a good character. I know for a lot of people he was a meme, or a lot of people seem to like him as a meme, or ironically, and the actor you know was charismatic and had a YouTube channel, and I guess he played a uh, a precure cutesy animal character and maybe it was a wolf or and anyway so uh or that's what it seemed like anyway and he kind of like played into that but uh you know I've kind of been against him through much of the run of the show there's been moments where I've really enjoyed his character and his development but for the most part he has been uh well genocidal against uh humagears because of what happened with some humagear at one point he's a cop um, or, you know, a paramilitary dude who's working for this organization, which is secretly being run by a, you know, private company that has intentions and that's manipulating the market, um, and, you know, causing damage to people's lives in order to, uh, empower itself and, uh, increase its wealth and all that stuff is bad. And I'm saying that as, a libertarian, not as a, um, <laughs> not as a socialist, a Democrat or anything like that. Um, I believe ultimately in things that I think are very true to the spirit of common writer. And I know there are going to be people out there who disagree with me, but I think they're true to the spirit of common writer that Fua has, um, expressed in this episode. And, uh, anyway, I was just really impressed by him, by his performance in this episode, both the acting and the, you know, changes in the character, what the character of Fuwasamu has done, and I'm really impressed with where the show is right now, and with Amatsugai, and how dastardly his plans are, and it struck me that Amatsugai is basically Shocker, and that makes me really happy. Uh, maybe I'll get into that, but that thought hit me and I didn't want to let go of it. I, I had to say it before I went on. So first of all, I'm going to talk about the fact that this episode was written by Yuya Takahashi. Oops. Oh man. Did I not save that information? Uh, the, so yeah, Yuya Takahashi, the main writer uh, of Our Dreams Don't Break, um, wrote this episode and uh, Teruaki Sugihara, who directed the last one, directed this. Uh, we got to see uh, Sugihara, Right? Yeah, Sugihara's great directing and the fight between uh, Necrom, no, Necrom, <laughs> the Lady Rider, um, Yaiba Yua, in her jackal uh, Raid Riser form against um, MC Check It Out, who is, uh, you know, a dodo. And he, uh, they had a great fight. There was lots of interesting camera work, camera work that was replicated in this episode, and uh, that was all really good stuff. Sorry, I'll, I'll quit showing that. Um, I guess, gosh, what do I want to talk about? It's it's really hard. It's really hard to, other than the fact that this episode was great and there was so much good stuff in it, it's a little bit hard for me to uh, figure out exactly what to say right off the bat. Um, I'm going to go with something a little bit trite. Uh, so, Fua has learned, along with us, that there is a AI in the chip in his head uh, for an individual called Naki, who's a human gear, who's part of Metsubo Jinrai. And, well, I don't want to do a summary. I guess my point is, 
my point is going back <laughs> going back to the shocker amatsugai shocker amatsugai has manipulated things so that uh he can gain power he has um gotten in with corrupt politicians he has manipulated a company he has uh stolen things lied he's hurt people he's hurt you know non-people people sub people whatever human gears this different class of people who i think in the narrative are equal to humans uh as i've expressed before um and he's done all of this to gain more power for himself and we know or at least he stated that he has a vision for the future that he will sell uh the raid risers uh raid riser belts as a form of weapons and uh he wants to use human gears as a scapegoat and a reason uh, for people to arm themselves with these powerful weapons so that he can enrich himself by uh, making an environment of fear. Now, that sounds a little bit more like Black Ghost's motivation. Shocker was looking for world domination. How does this all translate to world domination? Honestly, I'm not 100% sure, but perhaps he would manipulate people who become raid risers by putting a chip in their head that he can control and have an army of semi-cyborgs. Maybe that's what he's going to do, because that's what he did to Fua, and I believe they make it clear that he's doing this to Yaiba, although Fua asks her directly why she's doing what she's doing, and she says that she's doing things on her own because she wants to, and that everything that she's doing is her choice, which I have a hard time believing, especially when her body language has shown that she seems to uh, want to fight against um, this jerk. <laughs> Not this jerk. Not Fua, uh, but Amatsugai. And she wants to help Fua when he's struggling against him. You know, she shows concern for him. She's a decent human being, uh, other than the things that she's let herself be complicit to while working for Amatsugai. So it's a little confusing what uh, exactly her motivation is. But uh, all that being said, to take... Uh, Amatsugai is shocker, and therefore, actually, interestingly enough, uh, Fu Osamu is like the real common writer in the show, if you're going by show standards and what happened to uh, Takeshi Hongo and Hayate Chimonji. Um, he has, in order, well, and here's the thing, the, the thing that makes shocker even sicker and more deceptive and uh, a good analogy for this day, you know, for the modern era, I don't, I'm not talking about Trump, it, that, that doesn't matter, I'm talking about other things, um, Fua, as part of Ames, decided to uh, do whatever he had to do to destroy Humagears, who he hated. So, his hatred for Humagears and his desire to stamp them out because they're evil uh, caused him to not question thoroughly, not thoroughly vet perhaps, what was going on. I believe he was deceived anyway, and Amatsu guy wouldn't have been direct with him, and he would have put the chip in his head that could allow him to, you know, be hacked and be controlled and things like that. But ultimately, Fua cared more about destroying that which he hated than he did pretending, or protecting that which he loves, to uh, borrow something from The Last Jedi, my favorite Star Wars movie, possibly. Um, and I think that's a really great thing. Uh, it's a really great message of warning to people that you have to be careful with what you're giving up in order to get what it is that you want to get. And every choice, and this is where the libertarian Austro-economist uh, stuff comes in, and just plain economics, every choice you make has opportunity costs. For everything you seek to gain, 
you have to give something up. All right, I was distracted by a great beauty, but uh, I will continue. Um, everything has a choice, and you need to be careful. And uh, well, I guess I'm going to betray my religiosity here by saying you need to count the costs before you do something. Are you willing to give up the thing you have to give up in order to get the thing you want to get? And I guess maybe the message here, maybe the message here is this, or maybe I'm reading into it, is that, you know, at least to you know, kids watching this, they could be a little more skeptical of things that are being offered to them and think like, hey, you know what, if I want to get this thing, what am I giving up or what's the cost of getting that thing that I want? Because, uh, and this leads into the reason why I've disliked Fuo so much, and I, I'll just crystallize it here because I already kind of touched on it before. He only cared about destroying human gears. He didn't care about fixing them, repairing them, uh, helping them to uh, function alongside humans. He didn't care about ensuring that nobody ever got hurt the way he did. He just wanted to exact vengeance on uh, the race that did this to him. And uh, that's, I don't know, that's short-sighted um, navel-gazing evil, I guess. That's like a benign evil because of a, a lack of introspection. It's kind of hard to define now that I'm saying it out loud. But I, I think uh, you get... I think you'll get what I'm saying by this, and I still agree, just I'm having a little bit of trouble articulating exactly what I mean. But what's beautiful about this is that every bit of trauma, every bit of pain that Fua has sustained throughout, and this is where I get back to the shocker and, and original writer uh, thing, uh, he has taken, and uh, I love this crazy face he has when he's awake, because uh, I know what it's like to, you know, awaken to something and kind of be radicalized to something you there's a little bit of a mad fervor that you get when you realize that everything you thought you knew was a lie and you know you're turning into something else and you know you hear this with christians you hear this with converts of of anything really that the people who are you know recent converts are the most on fire and the most wild and you can really see that in fuwa's face right now um but anyway uh i i really loved the the sequences he was uh henching with the uh whatever that bullet thing is called. I don't know what it's called. Rage bullet, assault bullet. I don't care. The, the, all the, the toy names are too much for me to keep track of. But the point is, I love that, you know, he gets like a uh, hit with each one of the bullets. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. I guess he hits gets hit with seven different bullets. Uh, maybe eight if you count Wolf two. Or is Wolf up there in the blue? I think it is. Yeah, so seven. And he's getting hit with each one of them. And it, each one pushes him back. Each one uh, has an impact on him. And you know, like I said, he's been hurt throughout uh, his life, throughout the narrative, and each of those hurts has pushed him in a different direction, but finally, after, you know, healing and having time to reflect and uh, really processing all those hurts, uh, Fua has been able to uh, take those hurts and that pain and use it as a motivation to survive all this stuff, to do what's right, and to find uh, a dream for himself. And uh, that's really cool. And another dimension to it is when he first started out, he did the uh, unauthorized henchens where he would tear the key open. And he, you know, did good acting, but it was, you know, also a little bit silly about how hard he was trying to rip the keys open. And then when he rips this one open, um, 
it felt so satisfying and watching him struggle felt so satisfying because he uh, says afterwards that he's gonna you know fight his battles his own way and you know he's gonna pursue his dream whatever but just knowing uh and having like having the setup in my mind of having seen him do that so many times with other things where he was doing these unauthorized tensions and then he's doing it here as a like the greatest act of rebellion he can to fight on in his own way uh it was really beautiful and impactful and i was really impressed with it and it really sold me on the character and i guess in a way it's interesting because it was uh the way he'd gone about it his method of breaking through and you know seizing his own authorization so to speak um that's kind of what i'm all about and that's uh that's like i don't know a real heroic bold uh like beautiful way to see someone live like to see someone have the deck stacked against them and yet persist and uh you know capture a goal that they're going after is really awesome and i don't know i, I feel like i'm just going on blabbering now but i really love that whole setup and then how each of those, uh, you know, animals uh, turns into a bit of armor for him and it completes his armor. And then it goes back and it makes me think how cool it is that the base uh, Vulcan and Valkyrie forms have half of their armor just white and blank waiting to be filled in. And they're waiting to be filled in by something like this. And I don't know, just the idea of the potential baked into um, the design of the forms, both within the show and it's like a from a meta perspective um thinking about how well the design sense has been for the show is uh is really cool um and i really appreciate it and it's nice when you have um that craftiness and that skill uh, applied to the design of something and you also like it because like uh there's plenty of common writer stuff that looks really good that I hate because it's uh, not common writer. It's not living up to what it should be like this stuff does. So I don't really think I have much else to say. Uh, I've gone on for a long, 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 long time other than um, I guess I'll say one more thing. When they said that they were going to kill Izu, I like I got really upset and I was super uh, it was a super tense moment and it's okay. And uh, it was great to see that Fua came to her defense, especially because she's, I think she's an older model. Well, she's not like the old, old models, but she's, well, she, she's a human gear and he hasn't destroyed her or tried to destroy her ever. She's never gotten close to going berserk. But um, like now I feel like almost even if she did almost go berserk that he would uh, try to rescue her and save her and, you know, preserve her um, and let her be restored so that she can live her own life and make her own choices. Um yeah, I don't really know what else I have to say, but I guess, oh, and I, I guess that all feeds into the spirit of Kamen Rider thing, and now that Kamen Rider has been officially released in the United States as the first season, I think there was something from like the late like 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, where, uh, oh gosh, was it Hongo? I don't remember if the gloves were red or silver. Anyway, or maybe it was before the costume change. Uh, anyway, whatever, the writer says to this lady that like, life is life and he will protect life. Uh, even if the person is good or evil, he'll still save their life because life is the most important thing. It's even more important than peace or justice. And that's a really b beautiful sentiment. And I feel like Fu is in a place now where he could say that. And that's really fascinating to me. Also, I'm wondering if Naki's going to become free from him and get her own body. I mean, there's an actress for her and everything. Uh, and, you know, we get flashes of her in this episode. And uh, now that Fu is uh, broken free of that, maybe... Uh, she 
has been freed. Um, maybe she was already freed because we didn't get to see the conclusion of the Jin Hirobi confrontation. And gosh, I'm really wondering what's going on with Jin too because uh, he doesn't seem to be under Amatsu guy's control anymore. I think he might even be free of the Ark, but Hirobi's still stuck there. Which um, it's cool to see. You know, Hirobi was this dad Humagir, and he raised Jin, and now uh, Jin has surpassed him and evolved into something else and uh, someone else. Uh, sorry. A uh, lot of arrow over here. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. I'm going to wrap it up there, um, or call it a call it quits there, because this has just been going on for too long. Uh, I'm going to share with you my spiel, and then uh, highlight the podcast, and then some of the merch I've been working on. So, MGA Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out mgmunios.com for my other review series, another writer cast. Oh, here, I'll talk about it here. Another writer cast where I talk about all the writers from uh, Kuga to Zio. I sample the first two episodes of all those shows. Uh, that's all there already done. Uh, then there's King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, where I talk about all of Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Uh, I have Going Ultra, where I talk about SSSS.Gridman and other Ultraman series. Um, then there's Swinging Through Comics, where I've been covering mostly Marvel comics. I've determined I'm going to do a bunch of the old cap stuff from the 40s uh, and then i'll jump into more modern stuff getting to the 60s the boom of marvel the fantastic four and spider-man and all that stuff and then i've been talking about uh clone wars a little bit too because those new episodes are coming out so you can check all those things out and uh let me see what else uh like i said i've got merch i have some tokusatsu inspired designs uh the tagline of this show is you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero and i put that design over some super sentai folks uh, you can get sticker, mug, shirt, whatever. I put it over a Kamen Rider design I made long, long ago in the 20th century and uh, also on a uh, Ultraman-inspired hero uh, design that I made completely on my own that I think is, you know, not trademark, not trademarkable and, you know, I, I should be able to keep it up and sell it and stuff. Um, so you can check those things out if you're interested in supporting me in that way. Uh, I also have writing projects over on uh, mjmunios.com because uh, I'm an inspiring writer and uh, you know, I'll add more stuff there. I'm working on stuff behind the scenes, but I'll try to keep stuff up there once every couple weeks. Uh, relevant links to all that are in the show notes. Uh, if you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on a weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero. And uh, tell me what you thought about all my uh, philosophizing and whatever on Fua and, you know, does he almost feel like more of the hero to you than even Aruto? Does he feel like that classic writer to you? Do you think Amatsu guy really is Shocker? And uh, are you mad about Amatsu guy uh, winning? Because he won that five-round thing and Aruto is no longer president and there's all sorts of fallout from that. But I think it's pretty impressive that in a modern show, uh, we've got the villain winning. Um, he certainly won this round anyway, and I mean, the show's going to continue and in the preview for the next episode, it was saying, I won't, won't spoil things, it's saying that it's a new era, and uh, that's all pretty exciting to me, because I feel like the show's doing stuff that's really different, and I'm happy that the shows are going to be like this, or that they're like this for a while, um, because it's nice that it's fresh and still entertaining. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I'm going to get out of here. Take care. <laughs>